Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And now pitched by Martinez. His option in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge the mound. He's going to charge Martinez and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek. And now the benches are empty. It's time for hour two of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Jerzewski wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate. And Jerzewski not only bangs into Barrett, bangs onto the plate. And here they go. Step up to the plate for hour two of the Hot Corner. Posenda getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two. On 1080. Whoa! Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The fan. Welcome to the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that at the Les Schwab Tires podcast. Do it. At 1080 The Fan. Speaking of podcasts, we got the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow at 4 o'clock as Mike and I finish Do the it. box of barrel-aged beers that our good friend Chris Martin gave to us. Uh, so that's fun. Check that out. Beer of the Week was cool, too. It was delightful. If you like today's show, you'll love tomorrow's podcast. <laughs> it's kind of the same, same old jargon. Same old yachty. You know, today is a pretty famous day in baseball. Sports as well, but mostly baseball. On this day in 1915, Babe Ruth hit his first home run. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Cool. It is also Willie Mays. You sure it wasn't Jackie Robinson who hit his first home run? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. It is also Willie Mays' birthday today. I've seen a lot of Willie Mays love around the social meds. Yep, yep. Today. 89 years young, the old say hey kid. Uh, the statue they have. The like the the big bronze statue they have outside of uh, what's it Oracle called? Park? Sure, whatever. Is everything in San Francisco called Oracle now? No, I think the new uh, <laughs> Warriors Arena is the AT and T Center. Okay. <laughs> Don't stop! Don't mess with me like that. New Warriors Arena? <laughs> is it really? Because the old one was Oracle. No, it's the Chase Center. Okay. I was just like, is this, are we just going to change it to San Francisco brought to you by Oracle? Uh, the statue outside of uh, Oracle Park or Pac Bell, as I'm always going to call it, uh, of Willie Mays is pretty cool. Like they got yeah. the little little sayings about like little blurbs about his career and you read it and you're like, yeah, I'm a Giants fan now. 
Willie Mays is the greatest ever. You know, I have pictures of me moseying around that part of San Francisco with a couple of my buddies. Yeah. We took a day trip down there for a mm-hmm. concert and uh, going to the venue, we had a uh, drink on hand, you know, kept it uh, by our side so police weren't, uh, you know, bothering Confusing us you for the homeless people? Exactly, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we just basically drunkenly stumbled around the outside of AT&T Park, posing yeah. next to the Willie Mays statue, mm-hmm. thinking we're badasses and people probably looking at us like we're weird, but... Yeah, I mean that's sure. a yeah, I mean, it's it a pretty cool spot. Yeah, no, it, it was. I, it's a walking up to the gates and stuff like that right outside. Also, too. Yeah, I was super jealous that I couldn't go in. <laughs> one of the more prominent breweries on the West Coast, Twenty First Amendment. One of their tap rooms, not too far from the ballpark. Yep, just uh, just down the street. I've been there. You've been there. I have not. Mm. This <clears> uh, <throat> when I went there it was before I learned about craft beer in the way that uh, I know it now. Ah, uh, yes. So I didn't really do much of the uh, right. craft beer exploring. I should have, but I didn't. It's all right. Full disclosure, Bay Area. Eh, eh. It's like yeah. it's like Baker City. There's like one. And it's 21st man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if it's that. Anyway, uh also on this Anchor. day, also on this day, uh Kerry Wood struck out 20 batters. I remember that on this game. day, tying Roger Clemens for most strikeouts in a nine inning game. I remember that team. He and Mark Pryor. The two uh, future Hall of Famers. The chosen ones. Who chose not to be Hall of Famers due to injury. Yep. I guess they didn't choose that. But Until until Alex Gonzalez let a ball go through his legs at short, and they blamed it on a white dude in the stands. I know you corrected yourself, <laughs> but just hearing that, just chose not to uh, be Hall of Famers. You know what? I'm going to have a rash of uh, shoulder and elbow injuries for my career. I'm good with that. <laughs> the chosen ones who chose not to be Hall of Famers. Uh, yeah, Kerry Wood. Also, yeah, 20 strikeouts today for Kerry yeah, Wood. He was like... I think he was even more dominant than I watched the. I didn't see the Roger Clemens twenty strikeout live. <laughs> None of us did. I know. I'm just. I saw the Roger Clemens. I mean, I saw the Kerry Wood one. Live. I was oh, watching oh. that game. Clemens did it in what, like '87? Yeah, I think that like is. That. I watched I get, the highlights. Can I get a stat of it? check on that, Joe? I watched the highlights of it. I think Kerry Wood was even more dominant. Just from well, his yeah. stuff, it was like, oh my god, he's not being hit. Well, and Kerry Wood always looked like the dude. '86. Damn it. Try to get my pitching stats right. Kerry uh, Wood was always the heat guy. He was the power guy. And Pryor was like. The power guy. Well, no, I always felt Mark Pryor was the more well-rounded. I think he was, but they both Mark Pryor were really me, fast, which right. is why they hurt their arm. Mark Pryor to me looked like Greg Maddox with a fastball. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, his off-speed stuff. Kerry Wood was kind of like Roger Clemens. Yeah. Kerry Wood was kind of like Roger Clemens. Same kind of That's build. a great point. Yeah. And also on this day, one year ago, Liverpool beat Barcelona 4-0. What up? After being down 3-0 after the first leg. In one of the greatest Champions League moments of all time, if not the greatest. And then To uh, go on to win their one. Tied two, with three, their other four, one. Five, six European championships. God, I want football back so bad. You're going to get it back. I know. I know a bunch of teams Keep in the... It, like, 10 days. I know. I know a bunch of teams in the Bundesliga. Me too. And I know a bunch of players like Red Bull Leipzig. I'm trying to watch them because I'm trying to see some Timo Werner. Yeah. So somebody asked me yesterday or two days ago when I brought this up on primetime that uh, he said, go Dortmund, boo Bayern. And I was like, I don't really have a team in the Bundesliga um, because I don't watch it that frequently. Yeah. But I kind of like that Red Bull Leipzig is like a new up-and-coming team that's mm-hmm. all of a sudden good. Mm-hmm. And They're uh, now like the pipeline of Germany for right. everyone else. Well, Dortmund's, Dortmund's got some of that, I, too. I like Dortmund a lot. I do, too. But um, my coach came from there. I feel like it's tough to root for, like, the easy favorite when you're watching a new sport. I know. I guess Leipzig's not that far off, either. 
but I'm sorry, I'm not picking Hertha Berlin or how, something like that. How funny if after uh, this clears away and we all come back to sports that fans are just so happy to get sports that they don't like hate teams anymore. They're like, you know what? That was just a fantastic play and I'm glad I'm here to see it. Great job. Just you know no what? more soccer wars and fights in like Ireland and stuff. Everyone's just like, hey, I'm happy, man. No, your- I'm not sure anything would ever stop Celtic <laughs> and Rangers from hating each other. Two- I was going to say, those that probably not, but. Two years from now, we're watching game seven of the ALCS and Mike's like, you know what? Red Sox, they were just a better team. I respect them. I respect them. Respect, it was yeah. a great spectacle. Well done. Well no. done. You know what? I, I can tell you. Mookie Betts coming home party. You know, who would have thought? I can tell you with certainty <laughs> that that is not how I'm going to feel. What I'm kind of excited for uh, when sports come back, and that's kind of like why I'm really big on, you know, we're gonna I'm going to teach you guys about KBO baseball here in a little bit. Probably coming up next segment. But it's like what I'm really excited about with sports like baseball starting up and if the Bundesliga starts up. I mean, Germany's a little different in Europe. They They've been far, far ahead of the curve as opposed especially to like Italy and Spain, which are kind of your other hotspots of football. Well, and England didn't do a very good job. And England didn't do a very – I mean, the prime minister got the vid. Um, So you got England, Germany, Italy, Spain. Those are your four biggest countries of – and France of of soccer, the five biggest in Europe, and two of them are war zones, you know, basically just devastated by this. And then Germany, they're clean. Not not clean, but they're they're ahead of the curve. What I'm hoping by seeing, you know, European football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, that getting back into play, and baseball, KBO, and maybe Major League Baseball in you know 45 days. What really excites me about that is I'm hoping those sports grab new fans. I don't think they will, because you love football, and all football people are arrogant d bags. No, it's because. I'm just I I don't want to speak for everyone, and I know that there's other people that are not like this, but I have not reached a desperation point for sports yet. Right. I miss sports. I like sports. If it was on, I'd be thrilled. I'd be watching it. I will watch the Bundesliga when it comes back because I love soccer, Mm -hmm. and I love top league in Europe soccer, Mm -hmm. and I always choose the Premier League over the Bundesliga because the Premier League is better. Well, and we can watch it more. Well, Especially well, live and stuff well, like Bundesliga that. Bundesliga is we live have, on Fox. Um, yeah, but we have better Saturday. TV. We have better, they only play one game. We have better TV contracts with EPL. But no, I, I know what you mean. I digress. It's available Continue. to watch. Um, and I don't because I choose the better league. But Bundesliga is probably the second best league in the world. Uh, maybe third. You could probably argue. It doesn't really matter. But um, I, will, I, I don't think there's enough people desperate enough to watch sports that they're going to be like, I don't like soccer, but this is live sports and I'm going to watch it. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think that's going to happen. I think if they don't, I think if people don't have to go out of their way, they might give it a shot. Like that's, what's tough about like KBO and thank God, you know, ESPN is replaying these games. A night live game at 1am is two 30 in the morning Yeah, for us on the West coast. Once again, East coast bias rears its ugly head. That Korean baseball is only there for East Coast people, which drives me nuts. You get All to watch East that. Coast people waking up at 5.30 in the yeah, morning. Yeah, you get to go to work in the morning and watch baseball. Oh, 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 what is this, the SEC? You don't get to go to work in the morning, but, you know. <laughs> um, that I wonder, though, if it's on, you know, like a lot of European, the night game, that'll start at 9.30 in the morning, noon, something around then. So I wonder if you are somebody that works from home, that likes sports, you're now working from home because of the the vid and the whole situation, and you like sports, and you're like, oh, Bundesliga's on. 
I don't really like soccer, but I'll just put it on the background. Here's sports noise. I think there's a chance. I mean, I think there's a chance. I'm not ready to poo-poo is what I'm saying. Fine. You might you might be right. There might be a chance. But you know this as well as I know this. The people who don't like soccer do not like soccer. True. There is not a like, oh, well, you know, if the soccer game is on, I'll throw it on. It's like, True. I will never watch that stupid international sport. If you put it on, I will leave. True. I think some people are like that with baseball, too, unfortunately. They are. I, you know, Less so because that's an American sport. But Right. But, it, but baseball gets bailed out because it's like, oh, I'll go to a game every day. But I'm not watching on TV. Right. That's boring. Yeah. I, that You might get like two or three or four. I don't know what the right number is. Hundred fans, thousand fans. I don't know mm-hmm. what range you want to say. Right. Who are people who are Timbers fans and only watch the Timbers and they miss some soccer and there's soccer on TV and they go, oh, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. But that person's already inclined to like the sport. Right. Most people who don't like soccer hate it to such a degree that it's kind of stupid. But that's just where we are. So I don't think that people are going to fall in love with it based on that. Well, I don't. Although t- I will say this, <clears throat> sorry, the Bundesliga is a way more fun to watch soccer product than other leagues. Bundesliga is great because they score a lot. They do score a lot. There's a lot of offense in the Bundesliga. There's a lot of offense in the Bundesliga. There's a lot of young, great talent in the Bundesliga right now too. And the great young American hope, Christian Pulisic played in the Bundesliga. He did. He did. Now he plays for Chelsea. And the great American hope for England, Jaden Sancho. He plays there too. Uh, I mean, Pulisic might be the American hope, but even the youngest, Gio Reyna, Claudio's kid. Like, he plays for Dortmund. He doesn't yeah. really play because he's 17, but he's in Germany too. Like, that's the place, you know? All, all, all the kids want to go to Germany because they get education and all that kind of stuff. I will tell you this, Mike. Come March 15th, come March 15th, if you take every person that works in legitimate sports media in the United States of America, okay, in every city, legit sports media, and 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 I'm like fringe legit sports media because I do this little baseball show one day a week. I mean, I would say that I'm not really legit sports media. No, you are. You're producer of the number one show in the 22nd largest market in town, baby. That's you. What up, baby? You should sell Mike me. Lynch, ladies and gentlemen. Whee! You should sell me for endorsements, Patrick. Jesus. <laughs> that was all planned. <laughs> it's as if you've said that before. But I'll tell you this. Come March 15th. Of all the people in sports media in America, I will know more about the two leagues going on than anyone else. You know why? Because I watch Bundesliga and I watch KBO baseball. And we'll teach you all about KBO baseball. We'll do that next. The Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. I spent that whole commercial break arguing with Michael about leagues that I forgot to pull up all my notes on KBO. So we're doing this on the fly. We're, We're doing it live. We're doing it live. Okay, Bill. So I've been watching KBO. Not a ton, but a little bit. I caught uh, the first game that was on ESPN. It tuned on at uh, 10 o'clock on Monday. Is that what it was? Yeah, 10 p.m. on Monday. Caught a little bit of that. Caught a little bit of a, caught a, little bit of a replay last night um, from the evening game. That was on this morning. Okay. So watched a little bit of that. 
but the moral, moral of the story is I'm trying to figure out how this whole thing works, okay? So this is the League of Bat Flips. This is the League of Bat Flips. It because is the League of Bat Flips. That is what they became famous for last year. Because a lot of times pitchers don't, there's no heat. Nobody's throwing power in the KBO, okay? It's all off-speed pitches. So they're able to, people are able to see pitches coming. You hang a breaking ball, bam, gone, bat flip. So that's its thats its entertainment value of it, okay? Okay. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams in this league. Okay. Okay? That's an, weird to have an odd number of teams, but okay. But there's no divisions. It's all one league. A lot of them share stadiums with each other. Okay, there's no American League, National League. There's right. no two leagues. Well, there's only nine teams. So right, it makes sense. So they all, and some of them share, uh, share stadiums together. They all have got, they've all got nicknames, but their teams aren't like Seattle, Detroit, New York. Mike's not even listening to me. I'm listening. No, you're not. Yes, you're on your phone. I'm listening. I can listen and be on my phone at the same time. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, but their own, their they the team names. It's not the okay. I'm listening. It's not the New York Bears. It is the Doosan Bears. Which is a company. Which is some sort of conglomerate company that owns the team. It's okay. not even rights. It's the, the the company that owns the team. That's interesting. There's only one team that sold the rights. So we should be having like the Coca-Cola Bears. Yes. But only because Coca-Cola owns the Bears. Right. Not because they it's bought. It's like a sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I feel like that's weird. I don't know if I like that. It is kind I of I don't weird. want you to be owned by a company. Yeah. Although I guess the ownership of all baseball teams is kind of like a company. I mean, the Wrigley's owned the Chicago Cubs. Yes. <laughs> That's why it's called the Wrigley Field. Yes. That's baseball, baby. <laughs> um, but I noticed some things from the first night. I was So I watched the first game. I caught a bat flip. That was really fun. And it was yapped. Like it was one of the, it was like Pujols off Billy Wagner in the playoff style. Like that ball left the pitcher's hand and you were like, uh-oh. <laughs> and just boom. Boom, way out, way out. How did he bat flip it? Because they, uh, they've got the it's creative mostly just thing. It's most of the guys that bat flip, it's mostly just the toss. Like, you go full extension with both hands and then just let it go. And it just kind of flips. And it just kind of flings in a yeah, circle. Yeah, it's not like the Jose Bautista where you stop and then flip it. You know what I mean? It's more of it's more of like you just, you know it's gone. It's because it's all off-speed pitches. It's not a lot of fastballs. So you know it's gone, so you can just let it go. Gotcha. Uh, so that is really exciting. But also in it, like the ESPN coverage is pretty tough. Like Carl Ravitch, yeah. who I love. I love Carl Ravitch. Why? At their houses. Because he's just he's just boring white guy baseball. That's what I want. Okay. Not every gonna be not everyone's gonna be Tom Hamilton, you know. <laughs> you know, not everybody's gonna be Dave Niehaus. But hey. Uh it's just tough because they don't they're not really breaking down the game. They're just like talking about we're watching Korea baseball. It's in the morning. Ha ha ha. Well, to their I had sausage for breakfast. <laughs> You're like, did they say that? No, but I mean, like, that's just kind of oh, what they're okay. talking about. In their defense, did they know they were doing this until the day before the season started? Because the the day the season we, started, we've known they were going to do this for like a week. No, 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 no. The news broke that they signed the deal the day before the season started. Oh, and they said, "Well, do your job." And they said, oh, the announcers are going to be at their homes watching on a video feed. And okay, it's like, well, it's been three days, and I know a lot. Do you? Yeah. Because what you've told me so far is probably what you could find in a generic, what do you need to know to learn KBO baseball? Or I hate you so much. Josh Lindblom was the MVP last year, and okay. he now plays for the Brewers. Okay. I lost my notes. I hate you so much, Mike. 
quickly typing back in um, some things some things that I thought was fun Korean baseball organization they, basics.com they tend to not pull pitchers on pitch count ah so it's like old school baseball mm-hmm. I noticed there was a there was a runner on first and third in the sixth inning and they didn't pull the pitcher they were up four zero oh and they didn't pull the pitcher and he got out of it wow imagine that Normally, I feel like that's a pretty risky move, because in in American baseball, he gone. You, well, no, 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 not even. If you leave that pitcher in, I guarantee you, he blows it like fifty seven, eighty, a hundred percent of the time. Well, yeah, because he ain't got the arm strength or the backing of his manager. <laughs> it's all about that mental game, baby. That mental game. That, that man- baseball, baby. <laughs> that manager was like, "I believe in you. We're up four zero, man. Who cares about those guys? You give up one run, just get a guy out." So I thought that was interesting. Uh, there's no fans there. They got the cardboard cutouts in the stands, and they got, like, cheerleaders on the top of dugouts. It's really strange, but whatever. They pump in crowd noise. Did you see the cheerleaders? Maybe it was in the Taiwan one because the CBO was going on in Taiwan, too, where they did the the dead guy coffin meme. Oh, my God. You know that meme that's going around? <laughs> yeah. They did it on top of the dugout, and they had the music playing, and they had one of the cheerleaders as the coffin, and they were doing this, this the same dance moves. <laughs> that's I awesome. was like, that's pretty cool. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Uh, the biggest thing I learned from all this is the playoff structure. Okay. The okay. playoff structure is unbelievable. Their World Series is called the Korea Series. Okay. Cool. They play 144 games a year. All right. That's the, a lot of games between just nine teams. Right. The top five teams make the playoffs. Okay. Odd numbers again. Right. Top five teams make the playoffs. The top seed, the number one seed, goes straight to the Korea Series. Oh. They're in the final. Wow. And then five plays four, winner plays three, winner plays two, winner plays one. That's interesting. I actually like that because it it takes out some of the random variants of playoffs and is like, hey, you had a great season. You deserve to go further. Yep. And I did some research. Not everybody that's the one seed wins the wins the Korea series. I would figure that would be the case. First of all, when there's only nine teams, I feel like most of the records are probably pretty close to each other once you get to that point in the right. season. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just it feels like it wouldn't be like two teams are just like dominant. Yep. I believe each playoff series is best of three games. Okay. And the series is best of five. Um, I think I like that. I don't know if I would want that because I enjoy the drama of our baseball playoffs, but um, I like that as an idea because it's more of a reward for having a good regular season. Yep. Um. Here's where S gets crazy, all right? Oh, now is where S gets crazy. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm opening the can right now, dude. So, if the game is tied after 12 innings in a regular season game, that's a tie. Okay? Okay. Okay, you follow? I follow. Play 12 innings. That's a tie. Okay. You play 12 innings in a playoff game, and it's a tie, you restart the game. Why? Yep. Oh, that's, you don't go to extra innings. That's, well, you, I mean, you are in extra innings, but you restart the game. <laughs> that's you dumb. go back to one. That's dumb. Isn't that wild? That's so stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like it. Makes me feel like makes me feel like cricket, you know, <laughs> when it's like, well, you know, Wales is beating England right now, three hundred to five, and England's really got a chance in this going into tomorrow. And you're like, what? <laughs> you're like, what? They just played for twelve hours. Looks like Wales is smoking them, and it's like, oh, I really like. England's sitting in a good spot going into all day tomorrow. I feel like you're like revealing the fact that you've watched cricket and have heard that before because 
I want that to be true, but I have no. That's 100% true. I've totally watched cricket before. I have no basis of that. I've watched cricket once in my life. Yeah, man. For like I wa- three minutes. Dude, I watch English football. So I watch Sky Sports and they show me highlights of that. And I'm just like, okay, here's the cricket highlights. Just It's like NASCAR on ESPN. You're like, you okay. Sky Sports? You're like, okay, get through it. Yeah. You're not watching it on NBC Sports North Network? Dude, I don't want to listen to Americans talk about English football. It's brutal. No, they've got really good commentators there. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. One Robbie is cool. One Re- Robbie sucks. Rebecca Lowe's great. Rebecca Lowe is great. Yeah. But uh, Martinez, that guy sucks. I like the American they have on there, too. I forget his name, though. Yeah. With the big poofy hair. Yeah, he's terrible. No, he's not. Yeah, he's terrible. He's not terrible. He's 100% terrible. Robbie Earl, no. he's great. Yeah, the Rob- other Robbie is not great. No, Robbie's not. The two Robbies are both British. Right, I know. But one Robbie is great, and the other Robbie's not. My buddy Jamie, who's from Manchester, who lives in North Portland, is like, everybody that works for NBC Sports works because they can't work for Sky Sports or BBC because they're terrible. Wow. Thanks, Manchester man, for making my heart be crushed because I love the content uh, on NBC Sports. Now. Uh, he's a United fan. So I love it. He likes United, so. Well, that's his fault. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, I've been watching it, and I watched the game today. Uh, the Hit King was playing today. He plays for the Twins. Okay. The LG Twins. <clears throat> Apparently, he's the all-time hits king in the KBO. I, I I heard there's a team whose mascot is the Wyverns, which is a great mascot that is completely underused. The SK Wyverns, established in 2000. They won four titles. Wow. That's a lot of titles for only being 20 years old. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Kia Tigers were established in 2001. They have 11. Oh, wow. I know. I'm trying to figure out who I'm going to be a fan of. Because, like, the KT Wiz, 2013, a little too young for me. NC Dinos, 2011, a little too young for me. The Kia Tigers, they're the dominant, and they're Tigers. I can't root for that. What is SK? What company is that? Who knows, dude? There was a team called the Unicorns, but they don't exist anymore. Uh, The LG Twins, I can't root for a team. Like Their jerseys look like the Minnesota Twins. I can't do that. Twins and Tigers, hard pass. The Lions, like, I'm out on the Samsung Lions, too, because the Lions play in Detroit, and I hate the Tigers. (laughs) So it's just like... You got Bears, Eagles, Tigers. You got the Kuwum Heroes. The Kuwum Heroes. kind of a cool name. Yep. They have zero championships. Ah, so they're the underdog. Yep. I'm Honestly, if if you're going to force me to pick a team, I'm not going to watch. But if you're going to force me to pick a team, I'm going to pick the Wyverns because it's a really cool name. And and you should. You should. They are in Incheon. Okay. I don't know where that is, but it, it's in South Korea. It is in North South Korea. I just looked at a map. Oh, oh, damn. I should be looking at maps. On Wikipedia, when you go in any of these leagues, if you find the teams, they have little dots on the map of where they're located. Okay. Uh, the Doosan Bears are really talking to me. They've won some titles. They've been around. They're one of the oldest franchises in the league. Um, the Hanwha Eagles also kind of talking to me because they've been a little older. Uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. And you've lost me because I'm in a Wikipedia vortex about the Wyvern, which is a legendary oh, bipedal dragon Damn it, with a tail off and ending in a diamond or arrow shaped tip. All right. When we come back, we'll chat a little last dance. Go recap. <laughs> Go bears. I can't believe I've never said that in my entire yeah, life. You should probably stop. Yeah. The Doosan bears. Go Doosan. I like this text on the fan text line. We have a Doosan forklift. It works. Okay. <laughs>
Thanks, JR. <laughs> it works okay. All right. Yeah. I like to do some bears. They're okay. We come back. We'll chat a little last dance as the last two episodes dropped on Sunday and two more coming this next Sunday. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Got a three-way tie at the top of the KBO right now. Three teams are 2-0. and They've won two games in a row. I don't know what these words mean yet, so... <laughs> what these... Are they Korean words? No, no, they're the team names. Lottie, L-O-T-T-E, okay. N-C, and Kiwoom. Well, Kiwoom is a team, we know that. Well, yeah. Hanwha, you guys are one and one So that's me? Yeah. Hanwha? The Hanwha. S- the SK Wyverns are Hanwha? Yeah. Why? Wait, no. SK? Oh, yeah. You guys are two and one. I forgot you were two. I thought I, I forgot you were SK, my bad. Yeah, SK Wyverns. That's yeah. that's my team. Yeah, you guys are one and one. Uh, the Doosan, my Bears, we're one and one. This Texas, just imagine your show when baseball comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Trust us, we think that every single every week, Every single sir. day. Don't worry. Do you think Do you think I like talking about KBO? Well, it sounds like you do. I kind of do. I'm really into this. See, this fits you perfectly. Why? Because you like things that not everybody else likes. Oh, my God. I hate that. My girlfriend says that to me all the time. Well, because it's true, You dude. hipster. Yes. I don't like the KBO. I just want baseball, Michael. And these people are playing baseball. You like the KBO. Well, of course I'm going to like something. Do you know how passionate when you came in to do the podcast, you're like, I was watching KBO earlier and I was like, oh, God, (laughs) here we go. I looked at Suk. I was like, Suk, are you you interested in KBO? He goes, not in the slightest. And I think he said like six swear words in the middle of that, too. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, okay. Okay, got it, got it. I'll just save that for the show. I understand. We'll do that later. Uh, I did catch up on the last dance this weekend. Good. As you should. Uh, as I should. Couple things. Joe. I, couple <laughs> couple <laughs> He just rips out his headphones. Couple things that uh, I thought was was interesting. I know you guys have probably everybody's pretty much talked about the lack of blazer coverage. I I, got, I was a little bit disappointed by that. I think I think what disappointed me was was Michael had that blurb where he was talking about how people had been kind of comparing him to Clyde. And so he was like, and people thought me and Clyde were on the same level, so I just went at him. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And no more Blazers. So I was just kind of... Yeah, they what they did is they showed... This- they set you up for this Clyde versus Michael, who do you want on your team? They didn't talk about why we didn't draft Michael because we had Clyde. Mm-hmm. You know, all those kind of things could have been so great, and they just glossed over it. Yeah, well, they kind of did the same thing to the Suns, too. Now, they gave Barkley a little bit more because, well, he was available to be interviewed. But the Suns also were kind of glossed over in that series in the following episode. Truth. But um, I was disappointed because they showed him hitting the threes, mm-hmm. which, by the way, the Blazers played no defense on them, which was very strange. He was wide open for every single one of them. Well, he wasn't known as a three-point shooter, so it's like making shoot threes. Still strange. Still strange. Um, but the Blazers lost in six. So, like, they showed the highlights, right? And they're mm-hmm. like, the Bulls win by almost 30 points in game one. And then it's like, now it's 3-2 Bulls as they go to close out the series. And I'm like, not going to show any of the Blazers highlights? Yeah. It wasn't just Clyde. Jerome Kersey was on that team. Mm-hmm. And Buck Williams was on that team. I'm not going not to show anything. <laughs> Nothing. Okay, moving on. I thought that was a little disappointing. But, you know, 
It is what it is. I did I did learn something that I I actually really like the Barkley stuff. Uh, obviously, there could have been more, but I was really intrigued by it because Charles said something. Now Charles said something that that I I never heard him say before, and you know all athletes think they're the best. You know they've got the the, the natural ego comes into play. I loved that quote that Charles said. He was talking about how he thought he was the best basketball player in the world. And after he saw Michael in game one, he realized he wasn't the best basketball player in the world. Yeah. And that's a lot to say. And I thought that kind of humanized Chuck a little bit. And I kind of enjoyed that. And then to show his performance in game two, I thought was also impressive. That he actually came to play and like stepped up and saw the nerves. They got over it. And then he came to play. I thought that was really cool. I really enjoyed the Charles Barkley part, part about it. Then I got poo-pooed on because I'm sitting there and I was like, ooh, the Suns. And I saw they were just like an action shot. Jordan wasn't scoring or anything. But I saw Dan Marley, one of my favorite players as a kid, Thunder Dan Marley. I love Dan Marley because he was great at defense. That was such a great little part of the documentary. Too. Yeah, he was, so, he, was, he was great at defense and he was a pretty good shooter. I was clearly a fan of shooters when I was a kid because Reggie Miller's my guy. And Dan Marley is probably my second favorite NBA player of all time, you know? And then my third favorite basketball player would probably be like Shane Battier because of college. Okay. But I loved Dan Marley and I loved Reggie Miller as a kid. And <laughs> Michael Jordan was like, Jerry Krause really loved Dan Marley because he thought he was really good at defense. So what I do? I went after him all game, and he torched him. Absolutely torched him. Absolutely torched him. And my friends are looking at me, and they're like, you like that guy? And I'm like, he was good, I promise. <laughs> Dan Marley was great. But nobody was good against Michael Jordan. <laughs> right, nobody. right. Well, it was like the in the earlier episodes. Uh, God, what team was it? Um, the I forget what team it was, so excuse me, but... The player was like, oh, I should have been guarding him. It was Harper. It was like, oh, I should have been guarding him. Right. And um, they, the coach put someone else on him, and, of course, Michael Jordan scored. Scored, yeah. That was the Cavs. That was the Cavs. Yes. Yeah, because Harper was on the Cavs. Yeah, it was the famous the shot. Elo, the ELO. The yeah, Craig ELO shot. It was the ELO shot. Um, and they put Craig ELO on him, and he was like, well, that's BS. <laughs> and Michael Jordan won the game. Yeah. And I, this thing has been interesting, you know. We were, we were kind of talking over the break, I think, because, yeah, because Ken Burns' 10th inning was on TV, and talking about how Ken Burns took a shot at this documentary that it's not very great. I, I kind of agree with him. I don't think it's that great. I think it's just, it's, it's, it's a time and it's a subject matter that we all love so much that we're glued to it. Well, I disagree. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Cause I don't as, think as it really, the, as the disclosure for me, I didn't get to really see Michael right, Jordan. Right. So, I started watching the NBA. I started watching sports in 95, 96. That was when I started watching sports. Mm -hmm. So I saw the very tail end of Michael Jordan. And in 95, 96, I was six, seven years old. I didn't know what I was watching, right? I mean, I, I cared. I knew what sports were, but there was no real connection being made yet. Right. Outside of for the Yankees. And so I, I probably was a Bulls fan because they were really good. Right? Yeah. And I was watching them win titles. But for me, and I, I knew a lot about like the rough details about Michael Jordan, mm. but I didn't know anything like this. So yeah. to me, this is all new. Mm. For people who lived through it, I can see why it's like, well, it's like a highlight film and it's stuff that I knew with some details that are interesting. 
yeah, I know Michael Jordan is the one who signed off in the documentary and is controlling the message. I know that. Right. But also the, uh, the director came out and said that this week's episodes, he goes, Michael Jordan didn't cut anything. You're going to be surprised with some of the things he didn't cut in next week's episodes. Oh. You know, believe him or not, right? The director will say what he wants to say to sell his, his documentary. But he said apparently he was very hands-off. He was just the one who gave him the footage and obviously did the interviews. Um, I think it's good. Sure, it's not great journalism, but am I watching this for great journalism? No, I'm watching this to watch Michael Jordan and learn about him and get re reminded about how freaking good he was. I think what's driving me nuts is that this was not billed as a Michael Jordan documentary. This was billed as the 97-98 season. Which we're getting to now. We're getting to now. We're six out of ten episodes well, in, and we're just now. Are you not enjoying the the 97 season as the base and then going back to tell the story of the players. I am, but I don't need to Did you really want just a deep dive on the season itself. Kind of. Cause you're getting it. And now we're going about, they, they, they tease the first round of the playoffs next episode. If I got more in depth than everything being just surface, then yes, because everything on this is surface, you know, even, even the, even the, the Atlantic city night, even the, the testifying against the, the the shark, you know, stuff like that. It they're like yeah, they could have done a little they're more. They're like ten minute segments of an hour, and it's like those two ten minute segments should have been two full episodes. You know, the con the comparison with Clyde, the you, all he said about Isaiah and the Dream Team was when they were interviewing him. He was like, "Just I don't want to talk about Isaiah." Yeah, that's it. Gone, glossed over. And they built us to be like, oh, my God, Michael's going to say something. Well, that was, Michael's going to say something. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then it's like, I don't want to talk about Isaiah. But that was the classic interview. It wasn't what was going on now. No, I understand. That but clip it, was from him back in the Dream Team days. But but there was no deep dive into Isaiah. You know, because in Magic's book, Magic said nobody wanted to play with him. Right. That's why he wasn't there. There's none of that. Well, they did. They just gloss. It's just like the surface. It's like I feel like this is a documentary for idiots. I like it a lot because it's not deep diving, but I am. An it's idiot, just so all surface. Okay. It's just all surface. I don't mean idiot. I mean, for the ill informed and for those, of I us, am ill informed. And for those of us that are informed, we want more. You're going to tell me you're going to do a 10 part documentary on the 97, 98 bulls. And a lot of it is just Michael Jordan's career. Give me something. Well, you did get to learn more about Scottie Pippen. I'm learning more about other people. I'm not learning anything more about Michael. And I'm not learning anything more about the 97, 98 Bulls either. Well, there are four episodes left. All right. So reserve your it. judgment till the end. All right. They better bring it. Reserve your judgment. They better bring it. Well, I'm not. Well, I judge. I just keep it to myself. and Until talk the behind, microphone's in front of you. Talk behind its back. <laughs> All right. Like a true Northwestern person. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we'll mail this bad boy in. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Friendly reminder, the Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow at 4 p.m. wherever you get your podcast. The easiest spot is at 1080 The Fan, as it always is. If you missed any of the show, download the Les Schwab, Les Schwab Tires podcast, also 1080 The Fan. And wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I cut my hair the other day. Oh, I forgot you, you were growing it out. You didn't even notice. You were wearing a hat all day. 
Look at my face, Michael. I used to have a beard. Oh, dude, you change your facial hair so much. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I don't even notice it anymore. I know. I know. Everybody says that. It's kind of nice. Everybody's like, these salon workers need to get back to work. And I was like, I just cut my own hair. <laughs> you hear that, fish? Cut my own hair. Oh, you yeah. trimmed your beard. Uh, dude, I'm on the verge of cutting my hair, too. It's getting out of control. Dude, you got a full head of hair, though, man. You can let that grow as long as you want. No, it's starting to get annoying. Like, I'm getting to the point where it's like, this, I don't like this. I don't know how people with long hair that choose to do it. I mean, it's it's unnecessary at this point. I used to do it, and I loved it. My hair, I find it places now. I don't want to be that guy. My long hair was so awesome. I mean, when your hair is shorter, you still find your hair places, Joe. The hair well, just falls out. That's kind of part of life. I feel like yeah, I'm seeing it around my house a lot more often than usual. So it's uh, it's got to go. You're like, ooh, long hair. Which hot chick's in my house? Oh, dang, and that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you were, you did have a good-sized beard, though, there for a little bit. I did, and that got out of hand, too. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm a mess, basically. <laughs> no uh, I'm a POS, in case you didn't know this. And it's not a matter of... Uh, I can't do it. I have clippers. <clears throat> I have, I'm pretty sure there's like eight boxes of big shavers in the back of the promotions area. <laughs> so, I mean, I can probably snag one of those, but yeah, it's just at this point, do you got to look your best right now? No. So no, you don't No, but I got to a point cause the beard was getting a little rugged. The hair was getting a little long. It was starting to curl when my, uh, horseshoe of hairline starts to curl. You're like, eh. Getting a little long there, bud. Because uh, all that empty spot up top, that ain't curling. Uh, and I just kind of was like looking in the mirror, and it was like fun to be growing it out. And then I thought to myself, you know what? You're not homeless. You have a job. You should probably look like it. Did you really feel like you were looking homeless already, though? Or you just were unhappy with the scraggle? Uh, I think I was afraid I was looking okay lazy. Maybe not homeless. I mean, it would take a lot for us to look homeless, Mike. But uh, I think just just scraggly, just like giving up on the world. I mean, I in a time right now where people need a little optimism, I thought it would be nice for those that have been around me and seen the shag grow to say, oh, you know what? That guy still cares. I, uh, I am getting to a point, Joe. Now, you are well ahead of me of not having a haircut. I know that for a fact because your hair is actually long. You should mullet that, Joe. At the moment. You're in perfect spot to mullet. No. Oh. <laughs> just no. You are in perfect spot to mullet. Um, Look at that back, Mike. Can you just see, oh, the, I see it. the side shaved? It's sticking out. Oh, man. It's uh, so good. Like McCartney in 73. I am now two or three weeks overdue for a haircut. So my hair is getting into the unmanageable territory. Mm -hmm. Where, like, it's starting to go over my ears, and you got to, like, actually comb the sides back so that it doesn't look weird. Mm -hmm. I think it actually kind of looks okay. You look fine to me. But it's becoming unmanageable because, like, I try to brush it, and then there's, like, parts that are, like, sticking up because it's just so long. And I'm like, ah, what do I do? Well, dude, man, you got to get that vid love, dude. You got to make that happen, dude. <laughs> you got to keep yourself up, kept, keep up, kept up. Kept up. I got a guy that'll up do keep. house calls. I got a guy that do house calls. Yeah, he's a bar former bartender. He's a barber. That's what he does. Yeah, I used to, when I was growing up, my <clears throat> uh, my family's hairstylist would mm -hmm. come to homes. Yeah. She worked at a salon like oh, once a week. Oh, I heard this. Week. I heard this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not that weird, but I feel like because we're supposed to be distancing, you probably shouldn't do right. that. But, hey, know. but if you need a guy, I got a guy. Does house calls. There you go. Yeah. Can't, can't open he, the... Is he still doing house calls? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Cool. Well, he's it's a bartender. Like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll take care of you. 
You do cool stuff, dude. Put your head in a mullet in a second. I'd pay for Joe's mullet. Would you? Hell yeah, I would. Do it, Joe. I'm not doing a mullet. I would pay for Joe's mullet if he had a mullet for at least six weeks. Yeah, it's not happening. I'm not paying for a mullet for like two days. That's not worth my money. Mm. So he'd have, he'd have to commit to an extended period of time. Yeah, man. You remember when I had blonde hair? I do remember when you I had, had that for hair. like two and a half months. I know. And you were you actually committed for longer than that, but you just couldn't deal with it anymore. Well, no. You know, long story short, my mother was going through some health problems, and I had to go to the hospital every day to, like, see her and talk to doctors and stuff like that. And uh, I thought I looked terrible, and I needed to look professional. And then the doctor told me, he goes, oh, you cut your hair. And I was like, yeah, I just, you know, things are pretty serious right now. I just want to, you know, take things professionally and... Talking to you, you know, I really respect you, and I just want to, you know, look look solid. And he goes, oh, it's too bad, man. I thought it looked cool. It's like, are you kidding me? Oh, no. Goes, yeah, I, I kind of liked it. I thought it was cool. You're like, damn it. I did this for you. I did this for you. And you're telling me you liked it the old way. Yeah. Dr. Wang was cool, though. He had, like, his... Uh, his face mask. It's funny that now I remember face masks from people because that's all we wear now. Uh, was Star Wars, and I was like, I like this guy. And I'm liked, finding it really hard to tell what people look like and whether or not they're happy or sad because I can't see anything but their eyes. And you can see some from eyes. Truth. You can see some happiness, yep. but or sadness. But generally, like you go to the supermarket and you talk to the person who's up at the front. Mm-hmm. You know, banter, make some small talk. And it's like, I don't know if they're into this at all because all I see are your eyes. <laughs> up here, Mike. Eyes up here. Emote. <laughs> Maybe you are emoting, but it's behind a mask, damn it. All right. That's Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher behind the glass. I'm Patrick Harris. Thanks for tuning in. Take care of yourselves out there, guys. Be safe. Look after each other. If you need something, make sure to reach out. Uh, we will see you guys next week and all that kind of fun jazz. Go do something I would do. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 